Welcome back to the Kadash Podcast. This is your host, Joshua. And today we're going to be in the book of John. Um, We're going to be talking about just living out um, daily faith and just how to walk in that daily. So we're going to pray and then we're going to get into it. Uh, Awesome God, I just thank you for this time that I have with these listeners. I thank you that you are bringing about revelation through what we're going to talk about today and an understanding of what Jesus did, um, what God did, and um, what the Holy Spirit did through Jesus and um, Lord I just pray for um, the listeners Lord whatever they're going through right now Lord I pray that you are breaking chains you are breaking it off in this moment Um, you are breaking off you are helping and you are guiding you are healing you are delivering um, through them by them for them um, in their families their immediate families and extended families I pray that over them Lord and I'm believing for that and I'm believing for a fresh fire that is placed within them Lord and I pray that as we we read today, we ha- we understand of how to keep that fire f- burning. Um, and I say things in the beautiful name of Jesus. Amen. All right. As I said, we're going to be in the book of John 1, 29, and then we're going to jump to John 1, 36. This verse is important. Okay. This is <clears throat> this is how we go throughout our day. This is, this is how we wake up. We wake up. We We go to sleep doing this throughout our day okay and and this is this is how we maintain the faith this is how we maintain an understanding of who it is that we're supposed to be this is how this is how this is how we do it okay two verses said by john the baptist right okay john 1 29 okay the next day john saw jesus coming towards him and said behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Okay, we're going to stop there. <clears throat> Behold. Behold. Okay, Behold. We need to look at what that means, right? That means to gaze upon, to perceive through sight or apprehension. Okay, this is something that we do daily. Okay, we have to do this daily. And this is how <clears throat> we walk out in faith. We walk out in righteousness. We walk out justified, okay? This is, this is how you conquer life through Jesus. This is how we do it. We do it through Jesus. That's how we conquer life and we can step out into any circumstance and an understanding of what he paid for and what the end result was, okay? He was the Lamb of God. What does that mean? That means that he was God's sacrifice, right? In the Old Testament, people had to sacrifice. God said, no, no. He said, I'm going to bring the sacrifice this time. Not only is it going to atone for sins in the in the future and, and you won't have to continue to bring it. This is going to be for all sin, all sin done once and for all, for all who believe. Right. You have to believe this is some things. This is something that it's hard for believers to. Or followers, I'm going to say, well, I mean, I feel like you're a believer first and then you you make the decision to become a follower, right? Because I feel like there's a lot of people that are stuck in belief or maybe even unbelief or they think they're belief and, and they're not taking that next step to follow, right? But he was the ultimate sacrifice. Your sins are cleansed. They're paid for. You don't have to live in them anymore and you are made righteous. You are made righteous. There's no need for you to continue living in sin you are free from it. You are free. You are free. I feel like a lot of people don't talk about that. Um, now, you are free. 
you are free, okay? The, you know, the Bible even says who the sun sets free is free indeed, right? We just talked about in the last, that about, about that in the last episode, okay? <clears throat> Later on, so not only, not, only, not only in this moment is he declaring this to the surrounding people that are, that are with him, okay? Later on, where uh, he's with his, his disciples, right? John, um, in the verse, verse 35, verse 35, he says, it says the next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, behold, the lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. This is profound, right? <clears throat> because John in this moment was the was evangelizing, right? Let's look at it that way. He was evangelizing. And this is exactly what we do, right? We show them Jesus and then they want to follow Jesus. But that's a true showing of Jesus, right? His disciples heard him say this and there was an action that was that was took. They followed him. They, fought, they, be, they beheld him. As soon as you behold the Lamb of God, there is, you are compelled to follow him. Beholding him in all of his beauty, there is no other choice but to follow him. I'm telling you, it's, it's an understanding, beholding him, a gaze upon all that he is and all that he's done and all, all just the, he is the word made flesh, right? The Bible says, um, and, and that's through an understanding, man, he came down as a baby, walked sinless, preached against, you know, everything that, that everyone thought that they knew because they couldn't get a, an understanding of it. And, and, and he came and he lived out love. He lived out exactly what love looked like. Like, man, it's beautiful to have an understanding of, of, of who he is. And he died so that the, his spirit, right, the Holy Spirit may dwell in you and me and we might have right relationship with God and we might be able to be made righteous and we might be justified, right? We are justified and we are made righteous. We are no longer sinful people and it's all because of him. And as we behold him, we have no choice, but it's in the beholding, right? There's so many distractions in the world that keep us from beholding him daily. There is, you know, Netflix, internet, TV, uh, cell phones, uh, social media, our jobs <clears throat> keep us from that. So one thing we need to do when we wake up, we need to behold the Lamb of God. So not only, don't, not only do we need to behold him as Jesus, we need to behold him as God's sacrifice to us as a covenant, a covenant of redemption that God's saying, I want to redeem you. I want you. I want your time. I want your affection. I want your love. I want your commitment. I want your devotion. I want your whole heart. That's what God, that's what God wants. He wants that from us. And, and he, 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 he sacrificed his son so that you might have the spirit that, 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 that Jesus, it's, it's Jesus is a representation of a sinless man, sinless person, right? Now, he wants you to have his spirit, the very spirit that, that, that Jesus had in him that rested upon him whenever he, um, you know, throughout his life. And it, it even has a display in here where 
the dove descended upon Jesus. And, uh, uh, you know, in the, here is the verse. It's uh, John 132. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain upon him. Remain. It remained upon him. Right. And then later on, um, it talks about um, verse, um, let's see, verse 30, 33. It goes on to say about um, the man on whom you see the spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit because of his death, because of his death. And when you recognize that and you follow and you behold him, you then become baptized with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit really indwells in you and becomes all that you are. Not if you, 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 when you get baptized, you receive the Holy Spirit, right? There, there is an opportunity or he comes in you, right? There's an opportunity for you to be completely submersed and baptized in the Holy Spirit. Um, I feel like me personally, there's a difference when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit and you receive the Holy Spirit. It's almost like you're completely engulfed in, 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 in him and you just, you want to do nothing but follow him. You want to do nothing but follow him. You want to do nothing but be with him and be led by him and be be in, engulfed in all that he is. And you just want to gaze upon him. These things of, of, of the Bible become a desire within you. And they're not just words anymore. It's not just a man that existed a long time again, again anymore. It's, it's, he is your, like he, the Bible says, he is the bridegroom and you are the bride. It becomes this love covenant where you're just lovesick. And it's like, you just wake up and you just think about him all day long and you just want to be with him all day long. And you just want to, you just want to submerse yourself in his word, which is him. You just want to remember him. It's like reading a love letter from him to you. And you're just, you're looking to the future and you're just waiting as a lovesick bride waiting for her bridegroom to return whether that be um <clears throat> you know him physically coming you know as he splits the sky and he's riding on the horse right and he comes or whether that be in not being afraid to die not being afraid to to to, to go home to see him right and, and be be wed you know at the marriage of the lamb right so let's go, um, now that we're talking about gaze and beholding, right? Um, we're going to go to Proverbs 4.25. I wanted to relate this to uh, something else as well. That way we can kind of get some more context on this. And then um, we're going to go into Romans to get more of an understanding of what um, the Spirit did, right? And how you were, you were made righteous. You no longer have to live in sin. You don't. You don't. Proverbs 4, 25. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Okay? <clears throat> this whole verse is about, this whole paragraph is about getting wisdom, gaining understanding. And it says in uh, verse 7 of Proverbs 4, the, the beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom, though it cost all you have. Get understanding. So this, this, this gazing upon and beholding Jesus is going to cost you not looking at the things that are surrounding you, not your circumstances, not what you're going through, not social media, not all the things that we talked about that distract us. It's going to cost all of that. It's going to cost all of that. 
It's going to cost you putting Jesus above everything. It's going to cost you giving up secular music. It's going to cost you giving up entertainment. It's going to cost all those things. But I'm telling you, the reward is greater. The reward is greater. It's greater. You want this. And, and it talks about wisdom and a bunch of stuff um, within this paragraph. It's a very good um, paragraph. Get wisdom at any cost. Proverbs 4. It's a good, but, but it takes gazing directly before you, right? Um, right, like we talked about what, what gazing was, right? What beholding was um, to continue to, 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 to gaze upon, to perceive through sight or apprehension. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a consistent fixation of our eyes. And as we do this, we have an understanding of all that he did. The fact that you were made righteous, we behold him, behold him daily, daily, minute, second, hour. Behold Jesus. Think about Jesus. It's almost like you, you, you know, you ever had a crush on, uh, you know, the the opposite sex when you were, you know, a, a teen. It's like that. You just you can't stop thinking about him. You want to see him. You want to be in his presence. You want to write letters to him. You want to. Read his letters, the word, right? You think of it as that. And, and, and the thing is, is about this crush, right? Is you have him. You have him. That's the beauty of it. It's not only do you have a crush on this person, but man, you have him. You have him. This isn't somebody that you can't have. He, he's freely given, right? Let's go into Romans. Romans 21. Oop, is it Romans 5? Romans 5. Let's see. Romans 5. 21. I might have the wrong one here, guys. Hold on. Romans 3, 21. But now apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known. So this is this has nothing to do with the law, right? We're not talking about that. To which the law and prophets testify, this righteousness. So this righteousness has nothing to do with the law. This righteousness is given. It's a gift. It's given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. Okay? You were accredited this righteousness, paid in full through faith by believing in Jesus. But not only let's let's not stop there. It's not only through believing in him, right? It's having an understanding of of what he has given you. He has given you righteousness now we have to walk in that righteousness and that's a step that a lot of people don't take they continue to hold on to to sin that that entangles them from having a full understanding of all that he did and all who he is right later on in verse 24 it says all are justified freely by by his grace through the redemption that came by christ jesus this is of his doing Okay, God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement, right? That's why he's called the Lamb of God. This is the gift of God. God presented him, right? It goes on to say, through the shedding of his blood to be received by faith. He did this to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance, he had left the sins committed beforehand unpunished. He did it to demonstrate his righteousness at present time so as to be just and the one who justifies 
those who have faith in Jesus. It goes on to say, where, where then is boasting? It's excluded. Because of what law? The law that requires works? No, because of the law that requires faith. So this is, there's no boasting in this. There's no, it's, it's all accredited to Christ Jesus. It's all given through him. He is the one. You didn't do it. I didn't do it. We can't, there's no pride, only humility. And pride, I feel like pride is a sin that people have that keeps them from experiencing this righteousness. They're so worried about being cool and about others about and that 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 makes that makes them have to work because they're seeking coolness from their peers instead of accepting who they are. They live in shame and it keeps them from experiencing this righteousness because they're living in shame because they have to work to the people around them to experience the the righteousness that they think that they deserve, but Jesus already did it. He already did it. They're trying they, they can't walk in righteousness because they're worried about what their peers think, right? And they're worried about what they think. And 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 people and this these are believers, believers and followers that are stuck in, in pride. And 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 when you recognize that all of this, right, it keeps you from boasting. There is no law. There's no law. God made you and I a specific way for a specific reason. And we need to walk in who he created us to be. And that's and 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 and, and people, other followers of Christ should understand that and have a reality and a revelation of that to accept us as we are. As we are. Because it is not of our works, it is of the works of Christ. The works of Christ. Let's go to Romans 5. One, right? Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God. Okay, through through faith in Jesus, you are justified, right? You are not convicted, right? You can either be convicted or justified. When you go to the judge, the judge is going to convict you and condemn you to your your sentence, or he's going to justify you and free you because he's going to say you were right, right? Being justified, right? We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. This is verse uh, 5, verse 1. Through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. Okay? You believe in him and you have access, okay, by faith into this grace in which we now stand. So this, this, was, this was back then. This was given, this is, it. they now, they stand in this. So this is a promise to us now in the future. They were standing in this back then. Back then in the book of, in the book of Romans. Okay. I, I hope that you grasp and you have an under, understanding about this promise that you are made righteous. There is no reason to live in sin anymore. It does not, it does not hold you at all whatsoever. It doesn't. God has given us the power and the authority to trample on all scorpions and snakes, all the powers of the enemy. It's in the Bible. The more that we read the Bible and we grasp an understanding of all that God has for us, it frees you. 100% it will free you. You will no longer 
have lust. You will no longer have anxiety, depression. You will no longer have pride. You will no longer have any of those things when you come to an understanding of you are set free. There is no, you do not need man to justify you. You do not need man to, you do not need to be justified by man. You are justified. You take it to God and he will convict you or justify you in what you're doing, whether or not it's right or wrong. As you have read his word, you'll have an understanding of all who he is and you take it to him and he will tell you, he will help you. He will he has so much grace and kindness for you. He has so much grace and kindness for me. When we take these things to him, he will convict us and and or he and he will justify us through his son, through his son. You are set free. So going back to the whole start and the reason of this, behold him. Do as John the Baptist said. He was so enamored at Jesus that that he used those words for a specific reason. Behold, fix your gaze upon him. Fix your gaze upon him. Learn about him. He is the word made flesh. He is the word. The Bible is the word. Get to know him. This is Jesus. This is Jesus. It's all about Jesus. We need to preach more Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. If you get any anything out of this, I hope that you get Jesus out of it. Jesus. Fix your gaze upon him. Learn about him. Understand why he came. That that when you when you read the Old Testament, you'll you'll that'll help you understand why he had to come. And you when you read the New Testament, you'll understand who he was, and then you'll understand who he is now, right? Who he was, the Old Testament, who he is, or or who he yeah, who he is, right? And you'll understand him, you'll get to know him through, you know, the the gospels. And then you'll get into the epistles and you'll understand um, who he is to you and who he is in you. And it's, it's beautiful. This is everything, your life, this is an instruction manual, a history and, and to your life and how you're going to be more than a conqueror. Like the Bible says, you are more than conquerors. You can live a life of conquering through Jesus. The whole scriptures the, the the Bible, it even says in here that before creation, Jesus was. Jesus was. He was the plan of redemption. God knew. God, this the Bible is the plan from the beginning to the end. It is. It is. It's your your life is engrafted into this. Into this. This is the book of life. You are engrafted into this. Receive it. All you have to do is receive it. Receive it. All right, we're going to pray out. Awesome God, thank you. Thank you for your son. Thank you for the blood that was shed on the cross that calls us righteous, Lord. Please bring about a a revelation to these listeners' uh, hearts, to to their soul and to their spirit, Lord. And may they have an understanding that they are made righteous, that they no longer have to walk in sin, that they are free from that that you set them free, Lord. And now I pray that they walk in their inheritance and receive the Holy Spirit. And as they receive the Holy Spirit, Lord, that they have no other choice but just to burst from the seams with the fruits of the Spirit. And as they burst with the, from the seams with the fruits of the Spirit, that they are operating in the gifts of the Spirit. And that, that the Bible says that, that greater things will we do after Jesus. 
and they will start to perform signs and miracles that they will go out and evangelize and preach the gospel. But, but not only will they preach the gospel, they will embody the gospel. They will be an example, a living example, a living sacrifice of love. All that Jesus was, they will go out and they will wash feet. They will commune with those that, that need you, Lord, and that they will be able to direct and point them to you boldly. I proclaim that, I prophesy that over your life, over your friend's life, as you believe and as they see Jesus working in your life, they will desire that too and you will be able to lead them to that. I pray that you will go out and be that boldly. I say these things in the name of Jesus, amen.